Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, episode 196, as we get closer and closer to our 200th episode of the show. This time around, though, it is our annual Hall of Shame. Not the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Shame. And I am joined to start the show here with my brother, they call him Tux, Aaron Maxson. (laughs) What's up, everybody? And they call him the Tooth. Tooth. Mark Brew. Why the tooth? I don't know. Yeah. I was about to say they call him the streak, but I actually have a friend named Ray Stevens. So well, I would have said boogity boogity. <laughs> yes, the Hall of Shame every single year. We may be joined by a couple of other co-hosts also. Archie and Kyle might be along shortly. Um, but what we do each and every year is we take the worst of professional wrestling. And as we say, we don't induct them into the Hall of Fame. We indict them yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Shame, I'm sorry. And um, I'm not going to go through the long list of indictees unless everybody wants me to. Anybody want me to? I don't have to. It's up to you, man. Let's see. <laughs> Just, just so it's out there. So far in yeah. the Hall of Shame over the past three years, we have inducted the Ding Dongs. This would be, be the beautiful video package. Yes. yes. Of the shame. Da, 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 da. I always forget every single year. Mark, I don't know if you've been a part of one of these or not. I can't remember. Yes, okay. But every year, two weeks before we start, I say, I need to go on a mission to find a kazoo because I always want to do the Hall of Fame music, but play it with a kazoo. (laughs) And then I always like, we get closer and I just fucking forget. And you can never find a kazoo, by the way. Kazoos are hard to find. Anyway. um, Amazon. So far, so far, uh, like Aaron said, the the beautiful montage video is playing. Um, the, the, The Andre the Giant of the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame are the Ding Dongs. They were the first inductees into the Hall of Shame. The Ding Dongs, the Blood Runs Cold Angle, Public Enemy, Jimmy Valiant, the Randy Orton Ray Mysterio Angle using Eddie Guerrero's passing, PN News, the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view, the Vince Stephanie Angle from 2004, the Black Scorpion, Vince Russo, the New Rockers, RoboCop in WCW, ICP, Dave Sullivan, the entire TNA promotion, (laughs) Brutus Beefcake's gimmicks, WWF Niagara Falls, Judy Bagwell, Kurt Angle losing to Baron Corbin in his last match, one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling history, Stone Cold's heel run, the Boneyard match, Mordecai, the Dungeon of Doom, the Corporate Ministry, the Great Khali, Saudi pay-per-views, the Chamber of Horrors, Rocco the Puppet, the entire promotion of XPW, Val Venus Choppy PP Angle, Zack Ryder, <laughs> Dick Kicks, Virgil, Max Payne, the Katie Vick Angle, Jim Hurd, the Eye for an Eye match with Ray Mysterio and Seth Rollins, Buck the Pedo Zumhoff, Fritz Von Erich, the AEW production team. Thanks, guys. 
cinematic matches, Mark Madden, the Mysterio family. I don't know what this is. I put Mysterio family feud with Seth. Okay. I don't remember that. But anyway. It was the the same thing led up to like the eye for the eye match. I think I don't fucking know. The WBF. The WBF, the Renegade, Bubba the Love Sponge, the Sting 1998 heel turn, who? PG-13, <laughs> WCW mini-movies, Farouk as a gladiator, Roadblock, Tux Newman, who was inducted by a Chad Austin, I believe. Tux Newman. Disco Inferno, Reckless Goldberg, Angelo Mosca Jr., The Goon, Mass Transit, Transit, the Handsome Stranger, Linda McMahon, Ron Trongard, Hardbody Harrison, Mike Miller, James Ellsworth, Tony Khan, and Old Vince. So that is so far the We Can't <laughs> Wrestle Hall of Shame. <laughs> What's sad is whenever you were reading over the, the last list, I was like, yep, that was me. Yep, that was me. <laughs> Absolutely. I can look here right now and tell you all the ones that I inducted, but it's fun every single year. So let's get it started. Let's get the ceremony started. Um, Archie Mitchell's still at work. So if he joins us, he joins us. If he doesn't get a chance, he will not. But why don't we go ahead and hoagies can one man eat in a day? (laughs) All of them. All of them. All of the hoagies. Let's start with Aaron. Aaron, why don't you do your first indictment for the year? All right. My first indictment for the year is um, going to the celebrity wing of the Hall of Shame. It is the No Limit Soldiers. Hootie hoo. I'm going to go ahead and uh, the No Limit Soldiers are getting indicted. Um, the person giving their induction speech to bring them onto the stage is Todd Pettengill. Um, and it's it's Master P, Big Swole, 4x4, BA, Rey Mysterio, and Conan. And the little blurb I wrote is, um, though I hate to do it, Rey Mysterio, Brad Armstrong, and Conan are guilty by association and must be included. The only th- good thing to come out of this tragedy um, is that we got the West Texas Rednecks, which is honestly one of the last entertaining things WCW ever did. This wasn't good, bad. This was bad, bad. And whenever I see it, it gives me diarrhea. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Get the KO pick <laughs> And, and only wrestling, only real wrestling fans will get what I say when I say this isn't good, bad. This is bad, bad. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, um, what do I say? It's one of those, it's one of those things where we talk about it a lot on the show. There's good, there's good celebrity involvement in wrestling, and there's bad celebrity involvement in wrestling. And I don't even want to say that. Uh, Master P didn't try, but it just didn't translate, especially especially with WCW. I don't know why, but I think it almost could have worked in the WWF. That's because WCW is us for whatever Eric Bischoff wants to say. It was always a it was always a Southern promotion. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it always was, and 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 he can say what he wants to say, but it, it just that's just the way it was. Like it was never gonna work. No, and like you said, the the West Texas Rednecks is is they're great, but they weren't great enough to make this work. <laughs> oh, and and it. Um, just this, uh, Master P was given like $200,000 every time he appeared. So like, imagine if you're, imagine if you're a wrestler, okay. Hmm. And you're busting your ass and you know that fucking Master P is getting $200,000. Yeah. Your, your, your downside is two grand a year or 200 grand a year. And he's getting two hundred grand a show. Yeah, and Bischoff just like, oh, we can't renegotiate or we can't come up with the money. It's like, fuck off, you know. <laughs> Your locker room was already splintered and a fucking dysfunctional fucking mess, and then you're gonna bring this into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of them probably could be like, oh yeah, I see Dennis Rodman, you know. Okay, we'll go with that. Or Carl Malone. Okay, I'll go with that. But it's like fucking Master P. Yeah, and at that at that point, Master P wasn't even working. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he he was getting paid all the money, and he wasn't even working. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even doing it. Like I don't think the guy ever took a bump. He was just there, and and it was just uh, it was a fucking joke, and. Like I said, the West Texas, the West Texas Rednecks. I'm not saying they're the greatest thing in the world, but it was a fun little faction. It was Kurt Hennig, fucking Barry Windham, Kendall, Bobby Duncan, all talented guys having a good time doing what they were doing. But like, what came out of what business was ever made out of paying that guy two hundred thousand dollars in appearance and this fucking getting i guarantee you it didn't even pop the buy, the pay-per-view buy rate no it was dumb it was a dumb fucking angle and that silk the shocker shit really like kurt ends up getting the cake on him and everything it, it's just bad it was just bad bad wrestling i say the best part about it was the I don't know why it was catchy, and I was like, "Okay, that's all right." And then <laughs> the end ring shit left shit to be desired, very much so. And Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio going hootie hoo, I'm bowdy bowdy was like <laughs> terrible. Bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. It's also involving Ray without his mask and just all this shit. It was just all fucking bad. I know this angle didn't create Ray to lose his mask, but right. Was he ever not? <laughs> you can't ever say Ray Mysterio wasn't ever entertaining, but was he ever least as least entertaining as he was without his fucking mask? <laughs> no. There was no mistake no more. <laughs> yeah. Like he looks six. He should have just been. He should have just been Ray Obvious. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those. He's one of those guys that, like, as far as mask, and then uh, this gets into another thing. But he's definitely one of those guys as far as losing his mask. Ray is a guy who should never lose his mask until his last match. 
Yeah. Ray noticeable. <laughs> and I, I mean, at this point, honestly, because he's gotten over with me, I'd be perfectly fine if Ray's last match was against Dom and Dom took his mask. Dom doesn't have to wear his mask. But anyway, welcome to the Hall of Shame, No Limit Soldiers. You now have your place in infamy. Yeah, I don't want Ray to wear, I don't want, uh, sorry, if I can say what I was going to say. Sure. You bring up Dom. I was always cool with Dom. Especially, I've always been cool with it, especially as a heel gimmick. Well, you know what would be cool? Is if he took his dad's mask and his dad retired and he doesn't wear it, but like he would just have it hooked onto his belt loop. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I'm just going to wear it like a new tag. That's my little trophy right there. For Dad's mask. <laughs> and then he could put it on when he turns baby face, ultimately. Yeah. All right, Mark, your first inditee this year. Let's see. I'm going to go with the Great Kali. The Great Kali is already in. Is he? Yep. I sent you the list. You're supposed to read it. <laughs> I guess Ric Flair's in the Hall of Fame twice. <laughs> well, I mean, put him in got, there with this. Who's this? Who was this manager? Runjan Singh? Singh. Yeah. Uh, great Kali and Runjan Singh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what's, uh, what can you say that hasn't already literally been said on the show? It's uh, like when Kyle was like a guy that. <laughs> Since we've already talked about Kali on another hall, Mark, did I ever tell you what the biggest botch in the history of We Can't Wrestle podcast was? You know what it is? Uh, we did this I'm list. I'm assuming I'm at least two of the top three spots now. Um, we did a list of the top ten guys um, that we were surprised never worked for the WWE and Kyle was like doing good through his list, and then he got to the, like the last one, and he was like, "Hoventude Guerrera." And Nate and I were like, uh, "What?" He was, yeah, Uvi never worked for the WWE, and I was like, "He was the cruiserweight champion." <laughs> and so then, you know, the running joke for like <laughs> six months was anything about Hoventude Guerrera not in the WWE, Kyle. It's kind of like the running joke on Reliving the Extreme that Gary Wolf is dead because Chad, <laughs> Chad thought he was dead. <laughs> All right, let's well, talk about the great colleague, Lynn Ducky with Ranjan Singh. I'll say uh, he's being indicted by Jinder Mahal. <laughs> and okay. the best thing that Kali ever done for the business was wear the tutu in the segment with The Rock about the Tooth Fairy movie. I don't even remember that. How do you spell um, Runjin? Huh? <laughs> R-U-N-J-I-N. I, yeah, I said, how do you spell Runjin? Because I'm putting it on Because, you know, I got to keep track while we do this. Yeah, R-U-N-J-I-N. Um, yeah, it's, I, was, I was just joking. But, like, the... the um, Kali... And I think I said it, I, all joking aside, I think I said it the first time. But my biggest problem with him was never he, that he existed. It was never that he was in the promotion. 
It was never any of that. I had no problem with him until they put a belt on him. Right. You know, like he was fine to be to be a big guy that feuded with The Undertaker or a big guy that feuded with Kane or Big Show or something for an attraction. But or even his little 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 angle with Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. you know, or like Tommy could do like the the bump on the stage and the bump through the two tables and all that shit. You know, yeah. But yeah the minute you put a belt on him, nah. Like this isn't this isn't the fucking world champion. I'm not going to buy a pay-per-view to watch this fucking guy work. And, and it's not even, how do I want to say it? It's not even an indictment on him. You know what I mean? Like, people be like, oh, Great Khali sucked in the ring. It's like, he was... He's what, did, what did you expect? Planches? I mean, he's... Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he, his, he, he, his foot's like 22 fucking inches long. What do you expect him to he's, do? You know, sometimes Dude. we say, like, a guy's built like a sofa. Kali's built like a yeah. king-sized bed. What's what's he gonna do, <laughs> Eric and Rana? <laughs> I, I, I'll say this though, like he he even had a shitty headbutt. Like you know, to me though, he has the shittiest headbutt ever executed in wrestling. I think I and I think part of that, and you're right, you're not wrong. It's it's almost as bad as those headbutts Andre put on Hogan. But I think I think the problem I think the thing with that was he was a nice guy and he didn't want to hurt anybody with his gigantic fucking head. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I mean when he's in the longest yard, he's sitting there beating his head against the wall. You know what I'm saying? So that's like really people's first impression of in America of him. So that's the kind of, that you want to see him skull crack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I, but, I do um oh god, Mark, sorry. I, I also wrote that his walk to the ring was indeed the longest yard because he took his precious fucking time getting there. And when he he arrived, the quality of shit he gave us was, in the words of Charles Charles Barkley, horrible. I got to um, Aaron and I went to SummerSlam 2008 in Indianapolis, and we got to see Kali in person. That was a sight to be seen. It was the. I used to think Sid was the biggest guy I'd ever seen in my life. And he, and I mean, I've seen Big Show. And Kali is even more impressive to see in person than Big Show, as far as size goes. Right. And one of my favorite things, and he doesn't say a lot of things that I like, but Meltzer talked about there was this, like, documentary in Japan, or from Japan, and it was, like, showing... Um, um, oh, it's not even Kali. Sorry, it was Giant wanna, Singh. It was Giant. Uh, never mind. Sorry, I won't talk about it. But it's just like Kali was entertaining, and like Nate said, until you put the fucking belt on him, and then you're like, I don't want to watch this guy have a Punjabi prison match. And it's like, what the fuck is he gonna do? Well, now Great Kali can hold up two lollipop rings. That's what we give the indictees here at the Hall of Shame, those lollipop rings, and welcome him twice, along with Runjan Singh, just as an added bonus into the Hall of Shame. The only way we can get him in. My my first indictment for this year is one of your classic or not-so-classic garbage Vince Rousseau angles. And you know it's a Vince Rousseau angle when there's something that you probably shouldn't be addressing on wrestling television, and it's tasteless. Vince Rousseau isn't the only tasteless booker ever, but he's the most tasteless booker ever. It is 
the Undertaker of it. It is the angle where Chaz is a wife beater. Yeah. First of all, first of all, and you guys can hit your points too. To my two biggest things about it is first of all, it serves no purpose as a wrestling angle. It it advances no kind of wrestling storyline. Secondly, much like we've talked about with the losing the baby angle, there are people, there are wives out there whose shit husbands really beat them. And maybe you shouldn't be making fun and, and it's pro wrestling. So maybe you shouldn't be making fun television out of wife beating. Yeah, and, no, and, it, and a lot of those wives are getting beat by the guys that are in your locker room. Like, <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, and then you got those uh, good old boys that put will wait for you after the show and on your way to your car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you the guys that talent in danger there st- as well. still real, still real to me. Damn it, guys! Yeah, wrestling's <laughs> real, and the moon landing was fake. <laughs> fucking idiots. That part. But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it other than I just think it's just one of the worst, one of the worst things ever put on wrestling television. Yeah, and it's it just not it's not needed. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah, it served no purpose. You know, I mean, I don't know, just and it's it's different. It's different than like. I don't want to say it's different than than Elizabeth being scared of Randy Savage because that's completely different because, first of all, they were it's not that blatant. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just and it was never implied that he beat her. It was just that he intimidated her, you know, and imagine being imagine being Chaz and you're like, hey, I'm Vince Rousseau, bro. Hey, how you (laughs) doing? You know, like like, oh, I'm going to I got a gimmick for you. We're gonna make it beaver cleavage, okay? Your beaver cleavage. Great. <laughs> I'm beaver cleavage now, and that didn't get over. And and I and I I know this almost ruined your I know this almost ruined your career, but but I got something better for you. Oh yeah, what's that? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna help me redeem myself? Oh, I'm gonna make you a woman beater. <laughs> <laughs> that'll sell that'll sell t-shirts. We'll sell tank tops if you're Yeah, I was about to say that'll sell wife beaters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah. So welcome to the Hall of Shame, that terrible fucking angle. Thanks, Vince Rousseau, for providing us with more material. And Aaron, what is your next indictment? This is um the Smart Mark Award. Because not very many people are gonna know it. And um, inducting this person or indicting this person is Jumping Jeff Farmer. And it is the WCW's Menotar. Oh, God. Anybody remember the WCW's Menotar? Yes. Steve DeSalo. (sighs) Here's what I wrote. He was half man, half stupid. This joke worked two or three TV matches then his run basically consisted of him beating the juicer to the delight of nobody on WCW house shows. Minotaur also had nothing resembling a bull to his gimmick. He just had some leather sleeve that he wore on his right arm. He fucking sucked. 
<laughs> you said it all. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> so welcome to the Hall of Shame, WCW's Menotar. And his theme song was Rock Iron, and it was just like this metal song that he came out to. And it's like, what is this fucking gimmick? It was so fucking bad. It was awful, awful, awful. Yeah. Gladly, gladly, much like the Ding Dongs, it didn't last very long. Yep. Like I said, two or three matches. His debut was with a guy pretending, like, his first match was with Keith Hart and not the actual Keith Hart. Just some guy from North Carolina calling himself Keith Hart. And it, it was just, it was bad. And I don't have, like, more information than what I wrote. But to me, it's truly what epitomizes the Hall of Shame is a gimmick like the Menotar. So there you go. There you go, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, Hall of Hall of Shame check this this one first. Uh, Loch Loch Ness. Loch Loch Ness not in the Hall of Shame. Okay. So he's being indicted by the missing link. And I get that people love giant haystacks for some off-the-wall reason. But this incarnation did this man no favors. And it was thus a stain on the legend of stacks. And the shit with him and the giant was atrocious. I'd rather watch Earthquake and Yoko's sumo match on an endless reel than to have to stomach this messy. Oof. Loch Ness. Um... And for those of you that don't know, because there might be some people that don't know, he was actually, yes, like you, like Mark alluded to, he wrestled as a, a big attraction in England as a giant haystacks. And he was a yeah, big, fat, sloppy guy. And by the time he wrestled in WCW in, what was it, late 95, early 96, yeah. somewhere in there, the yeah, whole Dungeon was- of Doom thing was going on. And they were just bringing in whoever they could to feed the Hulk Hogan. So he was just another one of those names, which I don't even know if Hogan ever even had a match with him. It was, it, was, it was fucking terrible. And um, and I felt like it was fitting. It was fitting to indict him. Yeah, and I mean, oh, it definitely, was. and 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 um. How do I say it? Like when we, for for the most part, when we put somebody in the Hall of Shame, it's not necessarily. Um, you usually I say this at the top of the Hall of Shame. Usually, it's not like a statement on the wrestler or the performer going in. It's it's almost the yeah, shit that was man. given to them. Right. Yeah, like. But Loch Ness was a horrible idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was at the end of his fucking career, and I'm sure, like, like over in England, he had his deal with Big Daddy, well, and, and that was a thing, and and people over there enjoyed it, you know. So, like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to speak ill of the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and I think actually to to that to what you're saying about him being at the tail end of his career. I think 
he was a he actually I think he left WCW and went back home because he had cancer. Like so, even at that, he was probably you know he's probably in the early stages of cancer and didn't even know it. Yeah, like what what I was trying to get at was and and I think like if he would have. I don't want to say like if he would have came over in like 88 and gone and worked for Vince, I think it would have been like a different story with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not saying he would have had like a huge long run in the WWF or whatever, but it would have been like kind of like an earthquake type thing for him, I think. Right. But he just winding up in the WCW in fucking 95, it, it, it just wasn't there. And I, it, and his gimmick didn't make any. He's Loch Ness, but he's wearing like a fucking mechanic outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah. going on? Gonna change your oil, mate. Like, like they could have fucking like went on a promo or something and had him walk up out the lake while some uh, tourists were you know, visiting or something, but it it was I'll give you the nod. Loch Ness, he belongs in the Hall of Shame. All right, Loch Ness, welcome to the We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Shame. And he just just ate the lolly. Okay. Well, just ring, bitch. (laughs) He ate the ring. (laughs) My next inductee is is uh, out of the modern product. He is. He is. I. He he is loved by the people that love him, and I don't understand it. And he is also loved by the man that promotes him, and I still don't understand it. But, oh, speaking of love, look, it's Captain Love. Kyle Army's here. One of the Humphreys. What's up, buddy? Uh, hey, he was I, right. He was right. He's loved by the people that love him. <laughs> yeah. For the kind of people who like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing they like. Yes, sir. All right, Kyle, welcome to the Hall of Shame. Hello. Let me let me catch you up just real quick on who we've what we've who or what we've inducted so far. Okay. <laughs> Aaron and Aaron inducted Aaron inducted the No Limit Soldiers. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Mark accidentally, for the second time, inducted the great Kali, who was already in. So just to get him in again, we inducted Runjan Singh. So Kali goes down as the first man to ever be twice inducted into the Hall of Shame. If you get a chance, look up. I don't know the dude's name, but he is like a big Kali fan, and he has nothing but tattoos of the great is the Dungeon of Doom in the Hall of Fame? Hall of Shame? Yes. Yes. The mm-hmm. so Lognus, he got in twice then, too. He's our second <laughs> double right. 90. <laughs> Technically, What's yes. that record tonight? Uh, I don't know if you guys said anything at the beginning of the show, but fucking here's one out to the Iron Sheik, man. Yeah, Bubba. Mm. What a fucking Bubba. legend. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Who will um, not be in, in, in the Hall of Shame? No. Um, also inducted he by me. If he wasn't. <laughs> also <laughs> inducted by me. I inducted the Chaz as a wife beater angle. 
That's right. They did yeah. do that, didn't they? Fucking oh. garbage. And then Mark Mark just inducted Loch Ness. So can I tell Loch Ness story real quick, man? I remember yes. back, I went to Hollywood Video to rent. Oh, I thought he was going to say, I went to Scotland and I was at... Go ahead. But I went to the Hollywood Video and I would pick up wrestling VHSs. And I remember getting... What was it? It was... It's the Triple Cage, the whole, the Dungeon of Doom versus... Oh, the, yes. Uns, uncensored 96. Yes. Yeah, the, the Doomsday match. And there is a match between on or between Giant and Loch Ness. And on the way to the ring, he trips over the fucking cords. And Bobby Heaton says something like, well, he's a big man, but apparently he can't tie his own shoes. <laughs> he also had Rey Mysterio's music. <laughs> yes, he did. That's right. Um so before before I was about to go into my next induction, but now that you're here, Kyle, do you have you have people to induct? Would you like to go next? Or did you not prepare anything and you're just here for the show? I'm gonna be honest with you. He's winging it. <laughs> I'm winging it, man, but I got some. All right. See, I All told right. you. I told you that's I'm how it the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. Artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. Not uh, in, so now he is the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. So I never liked Prince Iakea to begin with, but so are you in indicting him as the man or just the gimmick? The gimmick. Okay. What a dumb and, uh, idea. I mean, I get why they tried to do it, but like, fuck, people I don't. didn't even understand Prince. I, well, and that is like, if you look at the list of the Hall of Shame, if you just go back and read it again, this is another one. Look how much Vince Rousseau has 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 provided us for the Hall of Shame. <laughs> like, I think thirty six percent of the Hall of Shame indictees are Vince Rousseau ideas. You know, and you're not wrong. I mean. If <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the more and more that you sit there and you look, was it really Vince Russo that was the man behind the Attitude Era? Because oh, definitely not. And 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 you do your Steiner math on the Hall of Shame. I think <laughs> if you do the Steiner math on Hall of Shame, I think um, by the end of it, take the six, divide the seven, multiply that by. 14 um carry the seven there's got to be a third in there somewhere minus 33rd and the third i think 247 <laughs> percent of the hall of shame is due to vince yourself you know i will say this though like you know how beetlejuice has become like a big meme thing now like everybody at the shop was like they pass them around they think it's the funniest thing and i was like Check this out. It was Jared smacking Beetlejuice in the head with a fucking guitar. <laughs> He's like, what'd you call me? Slap nuts. That's Mr. Slap nuts. Slappy. Um, so the next person that I'm inducting, I was just giving my intro. Essentially, I, I, I don't understand why the people that like him like him so much. I don't understand why the guy that promotes him promotes him so much. I don't get it. It's garbage. He stinks. He's terrible for the business. And it's fucking Orange Cassidy. 
I don't care. I don't care who comes up to me and says, but he's, if you, if you would, if you, if you let him do it, he can do so much great stuff. And just that doesn't do it. That doesn't matter because like the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that sticks out in my head with that fucking idiot and that, 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 I, I, all right. The thing that always sticks up out in my head, you know, his little, his little kick thing, his little went walks up to somebody yeah. and you know, when I saw him do that, it, it, it's, it's, it, he ruins the people he's in the ring with. Cause when I saw him do that to Pac, I was like, why didn't as, as a character, why wouldn't Pac just punch him in his fucking nose? And he here's didn't. The, well, and here's the other thing about that. Like, People say, like, well, if you just gave him the chance, he could do it. He's on TV. What better chance do you have? If you're not doing your age list stuff, then you shouldn't fucking be there. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I could actually, I could have actually seen myself not hating his gimmick. Not hating his I don't give a fuck gimmick. But when he takes it into the ring... You, do you see what I'm saying? Because to me, he yeah. makes the it makes he makes it look fake. He makes his opponent look fake. Because it's, it's obvious it's cooperation. Fake. Yeah, and sorry, I mean no, that's all right. Um, it is. You know that you know Nate. I've said this a lot. I'm not a fan of Matt Riddle. Okay, mm-hmm. but Matt Riddle. Um. I would never say, oh, Matt Riddle's not a fucking badass athlete. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like the dude's an MMA guy. He did UFC and all that shit, right? But he does the, bro, I'm laid back. I don't care, you know? But once somebody pisses his character off, he goes in the ring and he beats their fucking ass. You know what I mean? Rob Van Dam, prime example. Rob Van, Van Dam, same way. Oh, I'm gonna smoke my weed. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna do my thing, you know. But the minute you piss me off, I'm gonna kick a fucking chair into your face. I almost put Orange Cassidy on my list. The only reason I didn't is because I don't watch AEW enough to be able to thoroughly dissect how fucking terrible he is. He's one of the reasons that I stopped fucking watching that shit because I watched Sting sell that fucking shit. And I'm like, I'm done. And I'm not even a Sting fan in the world. But the minute I saw him kicking Sting with those little fucking, like, little baby kicks, this guy fucking is a joke. And um, he's not like, He's the worst thing about that fucking company. You can say what you want to say about anybody else. And Nate, I know you don't like Kenny Omega. Yeah, but no, no, no. Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, at least I can give Kenny Omega the fact that when he has a match that's not against a blow-up dollar a nine-year-old girl, he is wrestling like it's not a joke. I don't particularly yeah. care for his style. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting at was you, you can say what you want to say about Omega and whatever he does, or whatever this guy does, whatever that guy does, whatever. Orange Cassidy is the biggest embarrassment in the fucking entire wrestling business right now. National lives. It's a fucking joke. And that dude should not be on fucking TV. 
and Tony Khan allowing it. It's because like Tony Khan just he's too nice of a guy. Yeah, he's just playing with his human action figures. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, here's another guy, Nate. I know you're not a fan of him, but we're gonna go back to the '80s, mm. '70s, and '80s. We're gonna go back to the '70s and '80s. Could you imagine an Orange Cassidy walking up to Ronnie Garvin and going, "I'm gonna go ahead and put," and Ronnie's like, "Hey, kid, what do you do?" Just well, I'm gonna put my hands in my pockets, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lightly kick you in your ankle. And then I want you to do a big fat black or a big fat flat back bump. Ronnie Garvin would probably be like, okay. And then, and then go out and there and kick him in the ankle, like lightly. And then he'd punch him in his fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Rick Steiner. I'm gonna go ahead and kick you in your in your thigh a little bit. And then and then I want you to I want you to I want you to take a big bump for me, buddy. That's our yeah. high spot. Yeah, but think about it. Like, look what look what happened. Like, that's all anybody talks about is that like that dude pissed him off because he missed some spots and he beat the fuck out of him, and then everyone's like, "You can't do that." So it's like, I think the biggest thing I've come to realize is that like we as people are just stuck between a fucking rock and a hard place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. And that's why that's why AEW like I watch it and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on AEW because we haven't I mean I haven't inducted them yet but that's why to be honest with you I tried I really in the beginning tried to give them a chance and then now I find myself it's literally something I watch if I miss it I don't give a shit and when I do watch it I'm casually watching it and fast forwarding through most of it I. And I don't, I'm not even, you know, I go on the, the, our website all the time and talk about how I don't like the negative and I'm tired of the yeah. negative, but I just can't, it's not good. I don't, I don't know. It's just, AEW is not that good. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's really not. I, it's no better. The only, the only advantage they have over W or not even their competition for WWE in any way, shape, or form. I know they try to act like they are, but that's like that's like saying the USFL is a competition for the NFL. Yeah. But do you know why do you know why I can say AEW is a competition for the WWE? Because they try to go out and do house shows and nobody went. So they're just like, oh we don't have any house shows anymore. <laughs> well yeah, because when I you just have- read that article like 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 they had like 1,100 people show up at one of their house shows. Let me ask like, you a question. Do you think a lot of those? You think Jericho's working a house show circuit? No. You think John Moxley is? No, no, they're just they're working the money mark is what they're working. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but welcome to the Hall of Shame, Orange Cassidy. You belong here. Um. Shut up, a bitch. Aaron, you're next. Now let Kyle go. Okay, Kyle, go ahead. All right. So it's uh, it's funny that you bring up Orange Cassidy. I'm going to bring up and I'm going to induct that god awful Mimosa match. I've never even seen it. No, Mark looks like he's seen it. <laughs> god. Mimosa. I, damn, that was horrible. So, so Orange Cassidy was in it, I assume. 
which is probably why I didn't see it because I don't watch him. They basically took a vat and put orange juice and champagne in Jericho and Orange Cassidy had a fucking match and the loser had to be thrown over the top rope into this vat of orange juice and <sighs> god damn you know it was equally as bad as Vince Russo booking <laughs> I believe it and you know it, that's the other thing I used to be such a big fan of Chris Jericho and he is one of the greatest of all time but I've lost a little respect for him for some of the shit he's done in AEW you know, I mean, just the things that, like the singing segments, and he is so help me God, he is what everybody said that they never wanted to be. Yeah, I mean he he's that fucking old timer in the in the back that like. <laughs> Jared, yeah, he should have a long time ago. Like, and that's he, the thing. Like, he should have he should have hung it up. He should have hung it up after the festival of, festival of friendship, because that was the last good thing he did. And he's great on commentary. Was that his thing with Owens? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, welcome to the Hall of Shame mimosa match. Mimosa. Is that because a mimosa is, if you guys don't know, a mimosa is um, orange juice and champagne together. So that's why they had, I'm assuming, I never, obviously I never fucking saw it, but I, I had that, that's the reason we had the match was because it was fucking Orange Cassidy and he probably likes orange juice and Jericho likes the bubbly or whatever. Well, yeah, it's stupid. Stupid. Like he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. It's like, dude, it's really not. <laughs> he also thinks Fozzie is a good band, so welcome, <laughs> dude. Fozzie is so. Go watch one of their music videos and then come back here and tell me if you think Fozzie. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> All right, who, who's next, Aaron or Mark? Aaron. Okay, Aaron. All right, I'll go. Um, I'm introducing a new, um, category. You know, they have the, the WWF or WWE has the warrior award, you know? Yeah. I don't like, I don't like to knock the WWF or the WWE. I keep saying WWF. Sorry. I don't like to knock the WWE hall of fame. I think it gets a lot of, I think it gets a lot of nuts. I uh, like an, a lot of unnecessary hate. Like when people are like, why is James Dudley in the WWE hall of fame? It's like, well, he did a lot for the WWE. You know what I mean? Like, he was the first black booker of an arena, and he managed, like, Bubba Brazil and this person and that. So so I, I give him a lot of credit. Um, But I hate the fact that they have the Warrior Award, and they give it to people that are inspirational. Like, I think that's, I think that's disgusting, because... If anybody knows anything about Jim Helwig, he was a piece of shit. And the only reason the WWE um, tries to say anything different is because a 
signed a contract with him and like died the next day. And they're like, oh, <laughs> great guy. It's like, no, he was a piece of shit. And he was a homophobe and a racist and just a piece of shit. So I have developed the, and I'll try to give this out every, every year, um, the real warrior award. So this is the real warrior award. And we are presenting this trophy to Ludwig Borga. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what did Mister Borga do that deserved this award? Oh. Well, I will tell you right off the bat. Before you even have to say anything else about anything he's ever done, this man um, tattooed the SS logo on his body. That's commitment, Bell. Kyle. You're a tattoo artist, correct? <laughs> yeah. If somebody came to you and said, I want you to tattoo the SS logo on me. Do you know who the SS was? Yep. I'm assuming you knew. If somebody came to you and said, I want you to tattoo the SS logo on me, would you do it? Fuck no. Okay. Well, this guy got somebody to do it and was like sober and everything when he did it. Give me the oh. SS logo. So he tattooed these hate mongers and murderers on his body in support of them um, right on his calf. Um, and then when he was running for parliament of Finland, um, <laughs> he said, when they asked him, do you really think anybody's going to vote you into parliament? He said, if a lesbian can be the president of Finland, certainly I could be part of parliament. <laughs> Since I have the haircut of a lesbian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I tried to get more information on this guy. And in a funny fact, um, when you go to his Wikipedia page. Isn't that big furry thing? <laughs> no, it's not even that. Uh, when you go to his Wikipedia page, you type in Ludwig Borga, which pops up Tony Helm, because that was his real name. It's like... Tony Helm. I can't remember the year of the picture, but it is the back of his head at a concert. <laughs> like if Mark, you're always on the on the on the Google, the Google Net or whatever. It, 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 I swear to God, if you type in Tony Helm Wikipedia, tell me what you see. <laughs> I can't that, do that right this second. Okay, well that's fine. But it's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess whatever. It's good enough. But that's like the least of the thing. Like the guy was a piece of shit. He was super racist. Nobody liked him. And um he, he was just an all-around piece of shit and a Nazi supporter. So that's why I'm putting him in as the real warrior award winner because I hate him. Um and Somebody say something. No, I said I see what you're doing with the real warrior award. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Real, real, piece bag. real piece of shit. Um, and Jim Ross, who typically tries to be positive with people, like in the things that he says, you know. Um, this is what Jim Ross stated when they asked him about um Tony Helen's passing away, like his passing. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make light of the way he went. Tony Helm 
um, killed himself. So I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make fun of that. Yeah, he von Eric, he von Eric himself. Yes, because he got caught with like steroids and drugs and all this shit when he was serving in Parliament, which he actually won. Like he got into Parliament. Like this dude was a governmental a government official in Finland. Is it's fucking insane. But after he blew his head off, um, they asked Jim Ross. Somebody asked Jim Ross about um, Tony Helm, Ludwig Borga. And he said he was uncomfortable and untalented. Um, he had a million dollar look, ran like a Ferrari. Um, but then when he left the company, nobody shed a tear. That's a good eulogy for Ludwig Borga. Yeah. Like he looked like a million bucks, but he was a fucking prick and nobody liked him. So there's your real warrior recipient, your inaugural real warrior award recipient, Ludwig Borga. Piece of trash. Funny, funny, funny story quick before Mark's next induction indictment. I'm sorry. Um, I, I like to on my phone as we induct people, add them to the list. So, you know, so like when I update the list for us and uh, I went to type Ludwig Borga and it let me type Ludwig, but it wanted to autocorrect Borga to Virginia, Ludwig, Virginia. <laughs> There's probably a lot of SS people there too. <laughs> Ludwig, Virginia? Ludwig, Virginia. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. All right, like, Mark. Lud, like, I'm just saying, Ludwig is one of those guys that was a, as a talent, and like when he was on TV and shit, I thought he was a cool character. But the older I got, and the more I learned about him, I'm like, this guy was a piece of shit. So fuck him. Go ahead, Sorry. Mark Brew. You're next. My next indictee is Shane McMahon in his WrestleMania 39 performance. <laughs> <laughs> is that when he went doe legged? Like in yeah. <laughs> indicted by the man who saved his ass, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> well, do you know what the do you, do you know what the funniest thing about that was? And and nobody getting hurt is funny. Okay. Let me preface that. Nobody but it was getting, funny. Nobody getting hurt is funny. What was funny about it was the match started really quick. You know, and he got hurt really quick into the match. And I've said this about wrestling crowds is they're sheep now. You know what I mean? They either sing yep. along with the song or they do whatever. Um, whatever Hall of Fame person comes out, they're like, one more match, one more match. You know, he was doing his little flippy shit for a minute there. And, and as soon as they started chanting, you still got it, he <laughs> fucking blew his knee out. <laughs> well, I think it was funny because everyone was like, "Oh man, Snoop Dogg, he that was brilliant on his part." It's like, dude, I guarantee you, the Miz called that. The referee <laughs> lady called it. She said, "Snoop, pin him." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people's elbow. Now, like, he, here's the here's yeah. the next here's the next uh, here's the next layer to that sandwich. So the original idea that Shane McMahon had. For WrestleMania 39, I know you guys probably heard this. Was he called up? He had called up Hulk Hogan and asked him if he had one more in him. 
And Hogan said, my back, brother, and everything. And Shane told Hulk Hogan, don't worry. You can stand in the middle of the ring. I'll just bump off of you. Imagine imagine the 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 nightmare that it would have been with an immobile Hulk Hogan and Shane McMahon crumpling on his first bump that he takes from an immobile Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> I think that would have been the greatest thing. I'm pissed that we don't have that now. <laughs> I want that. But you know what we do have? I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, this was this was an embarrassment. And it goes to show you why Shane needs to sit his ass down somewhere. Every, why the elbow yeah. from why the elbow from Snoop had comedic value, Shane had no business trying that fucking leapfrog. At a certain point, you just gotta realize this is a young man's sport and let him have it. Yeah, every every time he comes back. Since like, since like what the mid two thousands, probably since the feud with Vince and Shane versus Shawn Michaels. Every time, every time he comes back, it's an abysmal failure. It's like this is you just yep. got to stop. I don't know if you yeah. guys watch Succession, but he's like Kendall Roy. I mean, just uh, I love the I I just love the irony of you still got it, and then he blows <laughs> the fucking knee out. And those people are like, well, all right. He blew out both his quads, didn't he? At least one. I don't know if he blew out both of them, but it was at least one of them. Yeah, yeah Vince, Triple H, and Shawn. Vince, Triple H, and Shane. Um, they could be the new Quad City DJs. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, do you want to go next? Yes, sir. <laughs> From one man that tours quad to another. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say who inducted Ludwig Borga into the Hall of Shame. Who was it? Papa John. Because <laughs> he was a fucking racist, too. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I'm inducting into the Hall of Shame. Every single fucking stunner that Vince McMahon ever took. <laughs> that mother... Dude, I have never seen a good stunner that Vince took. And he had the... God, just the tendency to fuck it up. On all and he really... Things. He really put the cherry on the Sunday with that last one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see the video? You guys ever see the video of Mick Foley watching... Vince take that stunner at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have it, check it out. Mick Foley does the fucking horse laugh and shit. He's like, no, Vince, no, no, Vince, no. And then it happens and he just like, fuck, fucking loses it. Like that vine where that guy's like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. When he's watching his buddy digging his nose, he's like, no, 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 no. And Jericho, I know we were shitting on him before. But he was talking about the first one, and he's like, "I talk, I watched Vince take that first stunner in like '97. He looked like a fucking crushed water bottle. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is that?" <laughs> but the greatest part of it, the, the shine that I'll put on the Vince McMahon stunners, is that the first one he took, he did look like a crushed water bottle, but he shook like a fish, you know, like a fish out of water, he fucking dead. <laughs> But by like 99, he was just like taking a stunner and he'd pop back up and he'd be okay. You know, like like over the years, Vince became immune to the stunners. 
It's like trying to get a flu shot, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll allow it. <laughs> I shouldn't say I'll allow it, but yeah, Vince taking the stunners. It's like, <sighs> how's Vince gonna tell a guy, get it? That would that look like shit, pal? It's like, you ever yeah. seen your stunners? <laughs> <laughs> Great job taking the stunner, pal. <laughs> so it seems like honest. every it seems like every year, uh, if I, as I as I look down the list, we get some kind like, of Vince. It seems like well that, or it also seems like other than Vince Rousseau, another thing, another thing or something that gets inducted every year. At least at least one pedophile gets inducted every year. But this is going to roll into my next induction or indictment it's not a pedophile but it's someone coming off like a pedophile one of the most uncomfortable things you'll ever see the opening of halloween havoc 1993 oh tony Shav- tony isn't Sh- is a pedo but he looked like a pedo <laughs> tony shivani <laughs> some kids come to tony shivani's quote-unquote house for trick-or-treat and he opens the door and he's got like, he's supposed to be like dressed like a vampire, but it looks like, it just looks like he's wearing makeup, like women's makeup. And he's like, hello, kids. And the whole thing is so creepy and uncomfortable. And I don't know how it ever made the air. I don't know how anybody, have you seen it? You guys seen it, right? I've seen it multiple times. I don't know how somebody, like anybody saw that. It was like, yeah, we can improve that. Cause that's not fucking creepy at all. <laughs> You want some candy? And yeah, yeah, right. And in no way are we indicting that Tony Schiavone's a pig doing. No, no, that's why I said it's just it's someone coming off as because of the way the segment was produced and directed and scripted, his cadence, and yes, yeah, it's it's terrible. I'm sure we'll call that. We'll call that Tony Tony plays a pedo. <laughs> Tony Pijani. Hello, kids. Hello, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you have to you have to figure out where my Hall of Shame ring is at. My 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 my, my lollipop ring. Is somewhere uh, on my body. If you want it, you have to find it. <laughs> As Mark holds up a Jolly Rancher. Yep. Hello, small black child. Do you want to play Find the Peanut? <laughs> All right, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, your next induction. As I cut you off. <laughs> it's like rushing you off the stage. <laughs> Find the peanut was the cutoff. Like that was too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, how do I want to say this? Do you want my comedic one, or do you want the one that's like disgusting? Like, like, no, nah, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say disgusting. Like gross. Just, just shitty. Like terrible. Let's go with the shitty. You were supposed to end on a high note, so let's let's go with shitty. All right. Um, my next one is my 
um, one that's going to go into the distasteful, um, ugly wing of the Hall of Shame, and it is the um, Melanie Pillman interview. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was very distasteful. Like, like, there's this is why. I, Obviously, I was asking you guys if you wanted to end on this because there's there's nothing to joke about with it. Like this was disgusting, and I don't know why. I don't know why it ever even fucking happened, or why anybody th- other than Vince, because Vince doesn't give a shit about people. You know, and, it, and I'm I'm just saying it that way. And what Vince wanted, and and the, the even more, and I don't mean to cut you off. But the even shittier part about it, the even shittier part about it was Vince did that interview. And if you listen to the interview, he is literally coaxing Melanie. And and, and I'm not saying the WWF was liable for his death. He did it himself. But Vince do that whole interview is essentially the gist of it is, is we didn't have anything to do with his death. Right, Melanie? We didn't have anything to do with his death. Right, Melanie? Pain pills. Right, Melanie? You just see what I'm saying? Like he is, he is steering her to absolve the WWF of any possible uh, blame in Brian Pillman's liability, life. right? And, and it's like now we got it on record, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get her. Let's I get mean, her while she's grieving, pal. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just disgusting, and I just I don't how somebody could think that was something that they that that should be on tv was and i'm not even going to say anything about her you know like she's not the greatest person she wasn't the greatest person in the world either after all this shit happened but it was just them taking advantage of a person that lost everything you know what i mean Mm-hmm. It, it just it, it was the, it was that company taking advantage of somebody and I thought it was gross and I, and I, had, to, I had to watch it because I'm doing 97 um, year that was you know and I had to watch it now and every time I've seen it I've been more and more just disgusted by it but just watching it now it's like I'm a 40 year old guy now watching and I'm like this is this was this was gross. It was disgusting. I agree. Yes, sir. Yep. Mr. Army. That's a bringer way down, sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna go. Yep. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the XWF. Oof. The whole goddamn <laughs> The whole fucking idea, everything about it, it just what what the fuck were they thinking? I mean, honestly, well, they Jimmy Hart and Knobs are going to save the business. Oh, were they? Well, <laughs> I don't. You had all the and for for the for those of you that don't know, the XWF was a short-lived promotion. Shortly after the death of WCW, um, the Jimmy Hart and like, yes, Jimmy Hart and uh, Brian Knobs put together. 
It was between the death of WCW and the start of TNA. Would be the good time frame to put in there. Right. But the problem with it was they didn't try to they didn't try to do what TNA did. It started promotion with couple of headliners and then some newer people, you know, a new generation of wrestlers. Nope. They literally scooped up every former WWF guy. I mean, they were, and this is no disrespect to them, but they're, they're like, they're, they're digging up Greg Valentine and, and, you know, and, and I don't know. It just, it, it came off as, it came off as, like a reunion tour. Would you like to know, real quick, I'm going to sum it all up for you. Would you like to know what the hierarchy of the XWF was? In kayfabe, it was supposed to be Hulk Hogan was the owner. But Sable was the actual owner. And then Roddy Piper was the, the commissioner. So, I mean, right there. Right there. The only thing that's funny about it is that Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine still hate each other. <laughs> that's not the only good thing about it. Um, there was a good... <laughs> I don't want to say it. Bobby manages Kurt on one episode of wow. the, the XWF or whatever they call it. And... and um, Kurt throws his towel, Bobby catches it, and then he blows his nose. Like, Kayfabe blows his nose, and then he, like, rubs Kurt's head with it. He's like, good job. Good job <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, the highlight of the XWF for me. Or what. But, that, I mean, if you want to see Buff Beto versus the wall. Oof. Yeah, and they try to get that hail dude over that Jimmy Hart, like, was oh, jerking on through. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a clusterfuck, and they had that like big British guy that was like way too fucking muscular. Like I forget what his fucking name was, Ian something. But I I had it, I had the like in the entire series on DVD, and then fucking threw it out one night. I don't. It, it was like XWA or XWWF or in your face. But that's what they should have called it. XWWF. <laughs> in your face. And it was just the only fucking really good talent they had was, was Kurt. Like Public Enemy was on there and they called them like the the Public South, Philly, South Philly Posse or some shit. It was oh, fucking fuck. garbage. Bad shit. The commentating team was Pedo, Tony, and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. And it's Jerry Lawler right after he divorces Cat. <laughs> yeah. When Lawler had to go away for a little bit. There's been yeah, a couple he- times. His career, he's had to go away for a little bit. He just, he, he just, he just signed with him so he could go down and chase young women in Florida. <laughs> um, all right. So, Mark, how many more do you have? Two. Okay. So you do one of yours, and then I will do my last one, and then you and Aaron and Kyle can round it out with whatever you guys got because I've only got I only, one more. I only have one more. Okay. I got Kyle one. doesn't know how many he has because he's winging it. I have one. 
It's a good one, too. All right. Well, my next indictee is Marina Shafir and her AEW promo. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> so I'm gonna like, like you guys about I go it, it was a big it was a big thing uh about a few weeks, few weeks back and she's being indicted by the Bella twins. So uh so be, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say because and maybe a bunch of our viewers, our listeners do know, but because like I said, I don't watch AEW regularly anymore, I just catch it at so what was the gist of what happened? Let me know, because I don't know. The whole promo. First off, this bitch should have never had a fucking microphone in her hand. And I only <laughs> call her a, a bitch because this was terrible. All right. The whole time she's like, you know me. Or, or you don't know me. And then like she's like repeating it over and over and over and then saying like certain shit like my parents come here from yeah 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 and then mid promo she changes it up to the exact opposite like the bitch didn't know what the fuck she was supposed to be saying <laughs> it was it was actually it was absolutely horrible and she had Vicky fucking Guerrero out there with her like hand the mic to Vicky if you're gonna fuck it up that man it's like you and brought this is what I wrote. Yeah, so yeah, um, pull it up. You can pull it up on YouTube and screen share it. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Watch, you'll see why it's Hall of Shame worthy. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm trying to find a version on YouTube that is not like two fat guys talking about her promo. <laughs> One of them, me. No. Isn't that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even knocking you guys. I'm a chunky. You know, she, she used to be. She used to uh, actually be in WWE as like lower. I reckon. Yeah, I was gonna say I recognize the name, but I I'd like from sometimes I I read things and sometimes I don't know what I'm reading about because sometimes yeah. I don't actually watch the TV. I just. Oh, let's see here. So this is Wiz Khalifa cutting a promo in AEW? <laughs> no, Marina Shafir. And I'll say this before he gets it pulled up. Over the course of time, we've witnessed some pretty awful promos. But the fact that AEW allowed this one to grab a microphone and spew this mindless babbling, <laughs> babbling is simply fucking hysterical. Uh, she didn't sound like she she knew what she wanted to say, and at least Nikki Bella didn't slaughter the hoping breed died in the womb promo. Um, let let Vicky do this talking from here on out, cupcake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we watching this yeah. thing? Uh, no. Yeah. Wait, wait. I, well, hold on. This one has okay. I guess we there's one here. Uh, like I kept going back and forth. It's got the promo, but this person like put music over it. But it's the only one I can find. <laughs> Just it, it, it will roll with it. But at least then I can see it because I really I've never seen this. 
yeah, I've ever seen those promo on AEW. Well, I'm glad I could pop some cherry on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, that's a nice hat. That crocheted. <laughs> She's got a doily on her head. All right. It's like a crocheted. Um, Spit it out. <laughs> it's like a crocheted cervical cap. All right, here we go. Let's let's listen to this thing. Put the music on it. That's where we are. My <laughs> name is Marina Shafir, daughter of Isabella Shafir and Benjamin Shafir, and you. Welcomed us with open arms in 93 when we immigrated here from Moldova. You know me. Yes, you do. My parents created the problem. In Albany, you raised the problem. You are a part of the problem. Everybody's blaming Albany tonight. What the fuck is she talking about? Poor thing, he's all trying to get you, everybody. All of you are part of the problem. Let them have it, Marina. <laughs> no, these are ticket buying fans. Why are we trying to do just... You know me. Part of the problem. Why do they put two peeps over it? Well, that's why. You don't know me. You. I thought we knew you. That's awful. All right. We can watch this after if you guys want, but Twin Peaks Fence is the best. One, <laughs> one. Uh, have you ever seen the episode of South Park where they watch wrestling? No. Yeah. And, and they're like being all dramatic about it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. And two, I think somebody watched Bray Wyatt and was like, I'm going to fucking outdo him. You, know? you want gibberish. Horrible. You want gibberish. I'll give you gibberish. <laughs> and that is that. Uh, you know me. You know me. You don't know me. <laughs> I know there's music over top of it, so you don't hear the crowd, but that crowd looked like fucking dead. Like, what the fuck? Even the announcers are like, <laughs> what the fuck? This shit's horrible. Okay. So I think I'm next, and I have one, or are you next, Kyle? Uh, Who knows? I'll let, I'll let you go ahead and be last. I'll All go. Right. Uh, look, I know, I know for a fact, without even looking at the list, they're already on there, but you know what? If fucking DX can go in three goddamn times and Hulk Hogan can go in four and everything else, I could put two on this. So here it is. We're fucking inducting. I'm doing it every goddamn year. I'm inducting these fucking people because they do not deserve anything the fucking ICP. Fuck the goddamn juggalos. Fuck those piece of shit. Cloud. The fact that they were ever in this goddamn business pisses me off. 
<laughs> I think uh, they they definitely are in, and I'm pretty sure you were the one who inducted him the first. Oh time, hell yeah, so. dude! I want to fucking keep a duck. I'm gonna duck him every goddamn year. <laughs> Come on back and get it. Get get another get another lolly ring, Shaggy Two Dope. He'd probably yeah, like it. Kyle was on a Fago high when he did it the first time, and he's yep. on a Fago high now. Yep. Take all the Fago. You're a Fago. <laughs> Lego my Lego my Fago. <laughs> Let, let's do this, okay? This ICP is, can is, hold on, hold on. ICP can get a double induction. <laughs> let's put him in as the. Let's put him in as the Deadpool. Okay. Perfect. All right. Because yes. that's when they were hanging out with Muda and Raven. So there you go. You brought the fuck. Why did you do that to Muda? He didn't deserve that. I didn't do it. I know you didn't do it. I'm just giving that? you. I'm just giving you an out on inducting somebody else again. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let, let's go ahead and put in the WWE for never hiring Juventud Guerrera. <laughs> I will, say this, I, will say this, I will say this though. Look at me and tell me for a fact the WWE Juventud Guerrero and WCW Juventud Guerrero are two completely different things. Well, Juventud Guerrero isn't a person. Juventud Guerrero is. Look, I look. And, and he got one day. of the greatest promos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Nate was there. <laughs> So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the dead I'm gonna put the Deadpool on the list. And put a little asterisk with ICP or Kyle, however you want. Oh, next year I can duck the uh, the oddities. Yeah. <laughs> See, watch your legs. legs. <laughs> so here comes my final indictment. Of 2023 in the We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Shame. It is the one, Billy the Jones. only, Tranisha Biggers. Who? Those of you, you wrestling fans may know her as Raka Khan. Is that the one that said anybody like, anybody hear about Raka Khan's lawsuit? <laughs> is that the one that said like Jim Cornette like impregnated right. her or something? All right, so no, let's see here. According to the site, the lawsuit, Raka Khan filed a lawsuit, and she filed a lawsuit against it includes wrestling legends, but yet Jim Cornette was listed, Vince McMahon, NBA legend Michael Jordan, various police departments, and Chris Benoit. The lawsuit, the lawsuit alleges that the defendants conspired to kidnap plaintiff and her children. Shut up! Let me read this. <laughs> yes. The site notes that the 48-page lawsuit mostly consists of a list of defendants, some of whom were listed multiple times. Um, the, the Here we go. The following individuals are, are among those on the list. So, Raka Khan was suing all of these people for conspiring to kidnap her and her children. The state of Texas, the El Paso Child Protective Services, the FBI, 
the Las Cruces, New Mexico Police Department, the NYPD, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, New York ACS, Omega Phi Psi Fraternity Incorporated, the Shirley Police Department, Sigma Phi Elpison, Shirley, Suffolk, killing me. Su Suffolk County, New York, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Miz and Maurice, Heath Miller, Nikki Bella, Chris Benoit, Mark Jindrak, Panda Energy, Home Depot, Florida Championship Wrestling, Steve Kern, the NWA, Billy Corgan, Deep South Wrestling, Bank of America, Michael Jordan, Jim Cornette, Mick Foley, New York City Area Energy Company, Con Edison, and more. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, stop. Hold on. Who is Michael Mick Foley? That has who, is, who is Mick Foley and his conditioning kidnapping? <laughs> he ain't got no knees. But who is Chris Benoit and his condition kidnapping? This is just the most outlandish thing I've ever seen. And it's who'd a great wrestling know? story. How wacky. Who'd say, who'd just, her name was Marion Bigelow? That's, no. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her, name, her name is Trenisha Biggers. That's her real name. That's Biggers herself for making those acts, like accusations. I've never Again, heard of this. She's built, does she have her... Has her children been taken away? Because I feel like she might be a danger to herself and those right. around. Yes, but yeah, that's like that's like one of the most outlandish wrestling stories, wrestling related stories, I guess I've ever heard in my life. And I had to induct Rockicon into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. That's what one of those. Crack look at her. You Isn't look at it and you're like, this is the start of a bad joke. Wasn't she Prince's drummer? Oh, <laughs> I just think Rock what, was, what was her name again? Rockatan. Rockatan. Rock Rock Rockatan. Come on, Rocky Rockatan. Like that was a Prince song, wasn't it? I think of Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, that's it. Shaka Khan. That's who I thought you were indicting. That, that wasn't a Prince song, though. Shaka Khan wasn't a Prince song. But Shaka Khan hung out with Prince. I think. I think he might be in a lawsuit. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody else is in it. Why can't we be part of the lawsuit? That'd be bad. Some publicity. I'd be like, oh, it's. It, I'd be, be like Panda Energy, Hulk Hogan, the Keebler Elf. <laughs> I'd just go. Jimmy yeah, Smith. Dennis Franz. The Cat Down the Alley. George Carlin. The Pink Panther. Gene Wilder. <laughs> Captain Crunch. The teenage mutant, the teenage mutant ninja turtles, and Fritos. Tony the Tiger. <laughs> wow! Oh, shit. And the Gobots. Yeah. <laughs> I just googled it. Shaka Khan and Prince. They they had an association. <laughs> You're still on that fucking shit. <laughs> 
Why didn't she wow. sue her brother, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> or, or is this is this lady a little frumpy chick that's like sisters with this is their Nick Con? Is that Nick Con's <laughs> frumpy sister? This is their plan. They're gonna take down the WWE this way. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, Miriam Krong is your last person, right? Is that her name? Rockacon and her lawsuit inducted into the We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Shame. Who has how many more? I only had one. I only have one more, but I don't want to follow. I don't want to follow bumpy dong with whoever you had like <laughs> whoever well, I got. I'll go I'll go fuck it my next indictment is Can we, oh, hit sorry row. oh who oh hit row they suck yeah yeah they are being indicted by money inc they have <laughs> yeah they have they have go away heat with me yeah as fuck yeah, and my my uh little excerpt that I wrote is this embarrassment of a stable reminds me of do rag Vince McMahon. Flop dollar, flop dollar is the most untalented big guy to ever step foot in the ring, even o- overshadowing Kali's horrible in ring skills. Ashante, don't call me Adrian Adonis, is tolerable. But nothing sticks out to me that says, oh, he could be great, even on his own. And B-Fab, what in the anorexic Cali Berry and Baps is this? If this is the best WWE creative has to offer, then they need to all be fired. Yeah, you know what? The the And I agree. And the first time, second time, and third time I saw them, and after that I never watched them again. They're one of my fast-forward acts now. The, the the first thing that came to mind when I saw them was this is some indie wrestling shit. Yep. Like bad indie wrestling. How did this ever make WWE TV? This is bad indie wrestling gimmick. These people act like bad indie wrestlers. Like they they, they act and look like they should be they should be wearing like boas. And coming out to fucking hot stepper on the indie scene, they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, yep. I, I felt they were uh, worthy of a Hall of Fame induction. I agree. They're probably they're probably like if you watch if you watch three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown, they're probably the worst thing on main main WWE TV. All right, so you know I did the thing with the cards, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, B Fab and Top Dollar, they have they have rookie cards in this year's product. Literally, those are the least valued cards out of the entire product. So <laughs> there's a 300 and some odd people check with this. Bottom so, like you can't you can't give those fucking things away. The only card that is even close to their level of suck it is uh Quincy Elliott from NXT. So you gotta you gotta give you you got to give me thirty seven cents for me to take that card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's not even worth the fucking paper it's printed on or cardboard. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. 
Like they could have, they could have spent that paper on a card that people would actually play. All right, hit row. Welcome to the early in your careers, and hopefully your careers aren't much longer. Hopefully, you, uh, not not a, not wishing injury or anything, but hopefully you're all working at Burger King in the next couple of years. Yeah, oh, no, I hope they blow their quads out like Shane McMahon. Oh, <laughs> be the it'd be the best spot they ever did. Welcome to the Hall of Shame. It would be Snoop Dogg saving him. It'd be like Coolio. He's dead. Skilo. Yeah, the little bit taller guy. Yes, Skilo. (laughs) All right. Who's last, Aaron or Kyle? Who's on last? I don't have any more, so it's up to Aaron. So Aaron's on last. Aaron... All right, the final. These guys are the main event, I guess. Yep. Of the Hall of Shame, um, they're getting in, indicted by uh, the hologram of Judy Bagwell, who is a Hall of Shamer herself. That fat sack, um, and it is high voltage. Oof. 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 Um, Rage and what? I can't remember the other chaos. game. Chaos. Yes. Rage and chaos. High um, voltage. What did Judy Bagwell ever do to you? <laughs> well, she birthed Marcus. I know. Why did she bring her from the depths of hell? Bring her back for one hologram. night. It's her hologram. You know what I picture? You know what I picture? I picture like I picture like the lights going down. I don't know why. But I picture the lights going down and then like smoke and as the hologram of as the hologram of Judy Bagwell starts to form teenage wasteland starts playing it's like we've all been fooled again wrong song here's the new Judy same as the old Judy a Bagwell Wasteland. It's a Bagwell ex- Wasteland. Or she has an expanding waistband. <laughs> an expanding waistband. <laughs> bom, bom. It's a waistband. Because she was fat. <laughs> so much so they had to put the fucking fork in it. So back to high voltage. And that wasn't even OSHA approved. Like, it's like uh-huh. oh. but we're teetering on the limits here. Oh man. But this is my blurb about these guys. What can I say that hasn't already been said? These two handbold these two hand bones stole money from WCW for years and accomplished nothing. It's no one's opinion that they were ever anybody's favorite tag team or wrestlers. Hi, At least they weren't getting Master P money. <laughs> and they, yeah. The funny thing about those guys is WCW had a lot of, like, they would put together a lot of those types of teams that were just like two generic meatheads, you know, that, and they'd give them some name, like, whether they have, like, Al Green and somebody as, as whatever, you know, but the, the the worst part is high voltage. They actually tried to act like they were good, 
and give them like they gave them feuds. They just sucked. But yeah, they Ronnie, were stinky. Ronnie Rage and Kenny Chaos fucking sucked. And Kenny Chaos was one of those guys that like the motherfuckers always around WCW. It'd be like a random like Saturday night. They're like, here comes Kenny Chaos. Like, yes. Well, so was Ronnie Rage. They all just they both sucked. Like what other than other than um Goldberg and it hurts me to say it, but DDP what really came out of the fucking power plant? So here's the funny thing. Well, that's the back beat of Andy, are you okay? The funny thing about their theme is it's <laughs> it says WCW high voltage theme song, Mr. Pink. <laughs> wow. He that's got no it's called Tony Schiavone. Hmm. Power plant. You said power plant. I would say the natural born thrillers were probably the best thing to come out of the power plant. Yeah, but I'll like give Jindrak, you that. O'Hare. Columbo yeah. is even decent for his Yeah, thing. but 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 they didn't really okay. They came out of the power plant and they went to WCW. All right. They weren't good in WCW. But then when they went to OBW and Deep South and made it onto the WWF, they were decent. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't even like Power Plant produced talent. They had raw dough and then they just said, hey, here you go, Vince right. and and mm-hmm. Pritchard and Thatcher and DeMont did something with them. You know what I mean? Like nothing good came out of the Power Plant. Other than Goldberg and DDP. Nate, I sent you um, Twin Peaks Vince McMahon. Did you get it? Uh, Sent me on what, my phone? In the the Facebook Messenger group chat thing. Oh, I don't have that open on my computer, so no, I didn't. Fucking don't half-ass it. (laughs) Do your job. Do your (laughs) job. Sorry. Figure it out. Figure it out. Hey, I, I want to, uh, you know, give you props there. You, you can't dress formally. Yeah, I, the only guy that's really professional here. But the next thing, my the next the next thing, my the next question I have is: Is this something that's video or audio? Like both. Okay, so my essentially what i'm saying to you is is this something that our listeners can enjoy in an audio form because this isn't a video podcast if not we can watch it after we're done both because if they know anything about twin peaks do you guys know anything about twin peaks the amazing david lynch yeah david lynch would take weird shit and just make it fantastic and put like is eerie twist on it. It's kind of like what they did with that um, cervical cap chick that Mark put in. What was her name? 
Marina Shafir. Yeah, they put the Twin Peaks music over her name or her promo. This is all twins, Twin Peaks Vince McMahon. Like Log Lady and all that shit. It's great. You're a sick of Vengeance. Vengeance is mine. <laughs> he said, man. <laughs> you, one-on-one, for that, I get That's not fair. That, that's not fair. I've already beat Batista twice. Fair. That's it's not fair. fair. It's not fair. Fair. That is not fair. It's really one of the weirdest incarnations of that. Sucks. And then you die. <laughs> See, regardless of the draft, it's you and Batista for that. Do, do or die. You do, he dies. Do. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> it looks like he just shart, sharted all over his stuff and he's trying to figure out how to play it all. <laughs> <laughs> Set chat video. It's I think it's the cancer promo or something oh, like that. that. Play that one. Okay. Well let's this isn't something for <laughs> listeners. This is visual. Um so we're gonna sign off. That is the Hall of Shame for 2023. I want to thank my co-hosts, Aaron, Mark, and Kyle for joining me. Yes. And uh, hold on. I got a last minute induction. Archie Mitchell for not showing the fuck up. Yeah, put Archie in there. <laughs> no, no, show, no show Mitchell. Yeah, no show Mitchell. Inducted by Tony Soprano. <laughs> Tony Soprano. Well, he's got a no show job. Fair enough. Like he gets he gets mentioned every week and people keep promoting his shit and he never shows up. Well we want to thank you all for joining us this week for episode 195 as, Mitchell. as we get closer and closer to episode 200 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And we will see you next time around, everybody. Have a great week. See ya.